Lord God, as we stand before you, God, we stand to honor you. And that's why I wanted all of us to stand to show you glory and honor today. And as we study your word, as we study the third commandment, I ask that you would speak to us, that you would change us, and may your word just transform us into becoming the people you want us to be. So may your Holy Spirit fill us and anoint this time, anoint your word in Jesus' name. Amen. You may be seated. I read about this um, second grade teacher. She had given her class a, a, a whole lesson on the magnet, what a magnet is, what a magnet does. And she explained it all, demonstrated it with a magnet and everything. Well, the next morning, the next day in class, the teacher gave, gave all the students a written test on the lesson she had given the day before. And on this test, it included this question. My full name has six letters. The first letter is M. Uh, what? And I pick up things. What am I? Well, when the test papers were turned in, the teacher was surprised to find that almost half of the little students answered that question with this word, mother. <laughs> well, their mom, right? Uh, they associate her with picking up things in this description. Well, in our study this morning, as we get into this third commandment, it, it, it's all about not disrep uh, disrespecting the Lord's name because his name stands for who he is. And that's really the thought as we come into this third commandment. So I've titled our message this morning, No Shame the Name. No shame, the name. So you can remember it, right? I mean, the first commandment we went over a few weeks or so ago was keep first things first, right? Have no other gods before me. A couple weeks ago, we did the second commandment. I titled it to bow or not to bow, right? No make any uh, carved images. Well, today, no shame, the name, all right? You got it. We're going to be looking once again, Exodus chapter 20, verse 7. Now, there's three things I want to look at here today, and this will be our points. Number one is the recognition. Number two, the violations. And number three, the condemnation. So I did a shun kind of thing here in our outline and in our points. So let's begin here with number one today. Number one, the recognition. The recognition. Now, take a look with me here once again, verse 7, but we're just going to focus in on this first part. It says here, verse 7, Exodus 20, You shall not take the name of the Lord your God in vain. So this is the commandment. This is what is put forth in this third commandment. Now, we begin here. Now, we know Moses wrote this, right? And he's writing these first three words, which we've been seeing in these commandments. He says in verse 7, you shall not. Now, with that, I want to remind you that it's really not Moses writing this, but it's God dictating this, right? God has said that. We saw that in verse 1 of Exodus 20, and God spoke all these words. So if God spoke it, then we got to listen. If God spoke it, we got to pay attention. And as it says, you shall not, it is a command. And I remind you every time that these are not the ten suggestions, but these are the ten commandments from God. The Lord. The NLT actually puts this, translates this in, you must not. 
So it's really emphasizing, look, this is really important to God, and we shall not. So the third commandment is to not, it goes on to say, take the name of the Lord God in vain. Now the word take, take the name, it means like use God's name or lift up God's name. And I like in between how the Lord says, uh, take the name of the Lord, your God, the Lord, your God. Now, understand when uh, God is giving this to Moses, he's on Mount Sinai, right? Uh, he, had, he had rescued Israel out of the bondage of Egypt. He delivered them. They're in going in the wilderness. It's been about a month or so now. And they're right at the base of the mountain. Now, the people had told God, they all agree, we're going to follow you, Lord. We're going to be your people. So here God comes with the law to show them, well, okay, this is what it's going to look like. This is what I want you to do. If you're going to be my people, then this is it. So as we come into this third commandment, he's adding to what God would like the people to be like, how to live, how to follow God. And here, don't use my name. Don't lift up your name, the name of your God, the one you had committed to follow and to be his people, do not take my name in vain. The word vain, we know as we study through the Bible, I think recently one of the studies, I, I mentioned this, but vain means like empty. It means useless. It, it's to make something worthless, so to devalue, dishonor, or even demean. So God's saying, look, you're not to use my name, to lift up my name in a way that really disrespects me. Understand that this is my name, God, the Lord. Don't, don't uh, dishonor, demean me in that way. Uh, one, uh, one commentator, uh, John D. Hanna, said this, the name of God should be honored and protected. I like that. That's why I give you that. I like that thought. It should be protected, and we should be the ones protecting God's name. Now understand as we're reading this and we're, we're looking into this passage that in the ancient times, if those of you who studied the Bible, uh, your name is not just some label, right, to, to call you. It, it actually identifies you. It actually suggests a person's personality and character and perhaps what they're going to do. For example, remember Abram? right? Abraham, Abraham. First, his name was Abram, what? right? And that name Abram actually means exalted father. But later in Genesis, God changed his name to Abraham, which means father of a multitude. And it went along with the prophecy that he would be the father, right, of the nation of Israel, that as, as much as you see the, sand, the, uh, the stars in the sky will be your descendants, that a nation would be born out of Abraham. And so his name was important. It reflected what God was going to do. Or think about Moses, right? Moses. Now, his name is close. It was given by Pharaoh's daughter, right? But it's close to uh, also to the Hebrew word that means drawn out. And Pharaoh's daughter drew Moses out, right? Out of the Nile and all. And, and he was uh, raised in the palace of Pharaoh. Well, think about God chose Moses to draw out the children of Israel from the bondage of Egypt. 
So in the ancient times, a name was very important so the Israelites could relate to this. They could understand this, that, oh wait, God is saying we shouldn't disrespect, dishonor his name because it's important. His name needs to be protected and honored. It, is, it is, is actually something very huge. And with God's name, right, it really speaks of who he is, right? That's why we say he is God or he is the Lord. Think about Psalms 8, verse 1 says this, O Lord, our Lord, how majestic is your name in all the earth. You have set your glory above the heavens. So above any other name, right, it's the Lord who is, transcends that, who is above that. Or Psalm 111, verse 9, the second part says, Holy and awesome is his name. So it's speaking about his character. God, the Lord, is holy. Or you remember when Jesus was teaching the disciples and how to pray in Matthew chapter 6? Well, he starts out in verse 9. He says, pray like this. Our, our Father in heaven, you guys know what? Hallowed be your name. Holy is your name. Your, holy should be, your name should be hallowed. You should be hallowed. Holy is your name. So we must have the same recognition with God's name. This is what's coming to us today. This is what the Lord is putting out to the Israelites. So we must have the recognition yeah, to regard God's name just as holy as he is. To regard God's name as just as holy as he is. That's the recognition that the Lord is putting out to the Israelites and that we should have also. You know, it's interesting in the original Hebrew, um, the, the word Lord you'll see in your Bibles, like all capital letters, right? That's normally Yahweh or Jehovah we'll use today. But uh, Yahweh is actually uh, our kind of way of pronouncing it. We put vowels into it. But before there was none, it was just Y-H-W-H. And um, no one really knows how to pronounce it. We, we've kind of Englishized it and through the years and made it that. Well, understand this. In, in, with, the, with the Jews and also in the ancient times when, it, when, when they would write that name, that they actually, and you'll see it in, in some of the original languages, I've talked about it like in some of the Psalms, that, that the Jews, just in case that they might accidentally yeah, take God's name in vain. They quit saying uh, Yahweh or W-H, uh, Y-H-W-H. They, they didn't want to even say that name because they want to stick to this commandment. And they would substitute Kyrios, or in the Latin is Adonai, for Lord. I mean, this is how serious they are. Sometimes I'm on the internet and reading some Jewish sites, and it's interesting when they... Uh, right, God, they don't put G-O-D, they put G-D. They're very, being very reverent concerning God's name is holy. So here's the Lord. The Lord is saying, look, this is the recognition. You got to regard my name just as holy as he is. It's important now what you do with his name. So today in this study, God is calling you and I to be serious in the use of his name. So begin to get that today. Begin to understand what this passage is saying. And so with that, I want to give you another thing here. Number two, 
Well, number one, the recognition is, re- is to regard God's name just as holy as he is. But here's the second thing. The recognition then is to not dishonor or devalue God, and that's what we're looking at, right? To, to not use his name in vain, to, to use his name in an irreverent manner, right? That won't give him glory or dishonors him. That, that's the idea here. So that's the recognition that we should have because we want to use his name because he's just as holy as this name is. We, we, we want to do that and not dishonor, devalue, demean his name. Did you know on Facebook, there's this Facebook page, and the, 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 the page is named, not this, Free Dr. Mud. It's dedicated to clear the name of Dr. Samuel A. Mudd. Do you know who he was? He was in prison as a conspirator for John, with John Wilkes Booth. Do you remember who he was? He was the one who killed, uh, assassinated President Lincoln. So he was in prison, actually. And, and so this Facebook page is about freeing Dr. Mudd. Why? Well, because it's been said, the origin of this phrase, your name is Mudd, comes from that time from when uh, the Dr. Mudd was uh, arrested as a conspirator with John Wilkes Booth in the assassination of Lincoln. So when, it, when someone says, your name is Mud, what is it saying? It's saying, well, it means one's name and reputation has been damaged, right? Well, we don't want to do that with the Lord. We don't want to do that at all. I mean, think about this for a moment. God's name, the Lord, Jesus. Do you really regard God's name to be honored, to be handled with respect, to be valued? I think we would all say, oh, yeah. As believers, we go, oh, of course, this is my God. This is my Lord. This is Jesus. But here I want you to really mentally and in your heart focus in on that, God's name, as we're looking at this third commandment. I heard about some individuals who broke into this jewelry store, and um, they didn't steal anything. It was the nighttime. No one was around. They broke in. They didn't take anything with them. They simply rearrange the price tags. So the next morning, the store workers found the expensive jewelry was priced as less valued ones, and the cheap jewelry was priced as expensive ones. I thought that was interesting, and I bring that to you because in regard to the use of the Lord's name, sometimes we could rearrange the worth, the value of his name. We can rearrange even how valuable God is to us. Yeah? What priority he has in our life. Our love for him can be rearranged. Let me put it this way. Is the name of Jesus precious to you? We sing that in some worship song. Is his name precious to you? So, no shame the name. Keep the recognition that your Lord God and his name is holy. Let's go to number two, the violations, the violations here. Now, we're going to sit on verse 7 a little bit um, more here. You shall not take the name of the Lord your God in vain. But what does that look like when we break that commandment? And I think this will help us understand it a little bit more. I mean, what are the violations? That's why I have this heading. 
What are the violations? Well, uh, here's some. Uh, here's some of them, and I'm going to give you three. Uh, first of all, it's to dishonor God by using his name as a cuss word. It's to dishonor God by using his name as a cuss word. I mean, we hear it, don't we? Some of you, we grew up that way. Some of you, before Christ, we, that, that's what was coming out, right? We hear God's name attached to what? Damn, right? We hear that. Now, um, even just, I think, if you just say the word damn, I think it's considered a cuss word because it's really a shortened version of God attached to the word damn. And if you think about it, what it's really saying technically is you're putting, when you say that to a person, right, like G-D-U, right, you're technically putting judgment on that person. Like God wants to damn you to hell. That's really the idea. But that's not biblical, is it? That's not God's desire, and only he can give the judgment anyway. But his desires, 1 Timothy 2.4, right? The truth is God desires that all to be saved and come to the knowledge of the truth. So even that isn't true. And even what using God's name, listen, it dishonors God to use his name to cuss out someone to release your frustration. I mean, I, I think about how he feels. How about what we hear? Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior's name, right? That's used as a cuss word in profanity, right? I mean, it, they don't say Jesus, people don't say Jesus Christ out in the world when they're frustrated or, or they're angry to praise him, right? As we would say maybe in our worship or prayers, but as a cuss word word. Isn't it interesting that you don't hear people say, oh, Buddha, right? (laughs) Right? Oh, Hare Krishna. You don't, right? Or Joseph Smith. (laughs) I I picked that, but anyway, right? No, it's JC. And it's so sad to hear that. I don't know if it gets your heart when you hear that. I don't know if you're like, oh, you know, a pastor friend of mine said he was in the gym and someone was using Christ's name as a cuss word. And he went over and goes, oh, where is he? <laughs> that, that was funny, you know, kind of thing. I mean, praise the Lord, most of the time people get to know you Christians and they start to not uh, uh, use that as a cuss word. But think about that. Why is it Jesus' name? Well, underneath it all, right, is Satan's influence and Satan's attack and Satan's hatred of God and Jesus Christ. So it dishonors the Lord Jesus when you use his name in profanity. Leviticus 22:32 says, And you shall not profane my holy name, that I may be sanctified among the people of Israel. I am the Lord who sanctifies you. And I get this feeling that, that God is the one who sanctifies, who, who sets us apart as holy, and we want to represent God as holy. So why would we use his name as a cuss word in profanity? So what are some violations? Well, number one, how you can dishonor God by using his name as a cuss word. And then number two, you know how? It is when you devalue God by using his name as a punctuation point. Let me put this out. How you devalue God by using his name as a punctuation point. What I mean is when, when like something happens and, and we can say, oh my God, right? 
or something happens and, or, 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 or something shocking or surprising. And some people are like, oh, God. We put that da in it to emphasize or something, right? Or <clears throat> don't we text sometimes the, the shorthand, right? OMG, right? I, I feel it's improper use of God's name. We're just using him as an exclamation point. Some people, and, and I was doing this too, said, well, I don't want to do that. So I would say, oh, my gosh. But then I was reading, you know, that's just a modified version of oh, my God. Ooh. Or how about some people say, geez. Yeah? You know, that is actually a short, shortened version of Jesus Christ also. Now, take note. Some, depending on how you feel and how you take this uh, between you and the Lord, some say OMG is okay because uh, there's no thought, any connection that it's God. It's just an expression. So, but it's up to you guys. I mean, for me, I, I have chosen to, to stay kind of far away from this, just, just for my own heart before the Lord. And I kind of changed those phrases to like, wow, or whoa, or, or no way, you know. I mean, to me, that's a little more in, in, innocent. But we, we've been influenced by the world or how we grew up or we hear and we kind of adopt these things. But I just want you to think about that, of using God's name or even if it's related to that, depending on how, how you feel, as a punctuation point. I don't want to do that. Even though it may not be the, the, the other, you know, for sure profanity we know, you know, those words that shouldn't be in our movies and everything, isn't that sad? You know, that, that we bleep out or, or I like the airplane ones, right? They're usually, you know, been edited of that. I mean, we know those, but maybe there's some gray ones. Just, just think about that because whatever comes out of our mouths should glorify God, Right? James 3.10 says, From the same mouth come blessing and cursings. My brothers, these things ought not to be so. Now let me say this. Sometimes God heals us of our mouth, right? Some, for some of you, maybe it's still struggle. Uh, uh, many times, you know, we're okay, but then something happens, yeah? You, you hit your thumb with the, the hammer, you know. You miss the nail. I do that all the time, so I keep my hands away. I have pliers, <laughs> right? And out it comes. And, and out comes that profanity. You know, I would pray. I would ask God to deliver you of that. that just because you're angry, mad, or frustrated is not an excuse. It's still disrespecting God. So pray, but know this. God wants to free you of that reaction you know that that what just that fleshly reaction that comes out so what are some violations well it's to dishonor god by using his name as a cuss word it's to devalue god by using his name as a punctuation point like bringing him down to that level and then number three the last thing uh just i'm going to throw out to you is this to demean god by using his name to take an oath and then not keep it and not keep it now, the idea is this. We find in the Bible it, 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 this kind of idea. It's when you swear or make an oath to God, right? I mean, it's like going to court, right? I swear to God to tell the whole truth, nothing but the truth, or put your hand on, your, on the Bible, or, 
I don't think they do that too much today. But you, you understand what I'm saying, which is okay. I mean, we see that in Scripture. But it is bad if you do not, like, keep that oath, that you don't tell the truth, you don't keep that promise. In Luke 19.12, Jesus is saying, Shall not swear by my name falsely, or Leviticus 19.12, God puts out, You shall not swear by my name falsely and profane the name of God. So, so it's okay uh, to, to put that out, but don't do it falsely what does it do well basically cheapens god's name it demeans him his name's not worth anything right if you you do you know swear make an oath on on god's name then you and you don't keep it then it's like he's nothing i as a kid i remember saying that do you remember oh i swear to god really i swear to god cross my heart you know hope to die kind of thing right why because it validates that you really are telling the truth and so you say that but remember what Jesus said in Matthew 5.33, don't go around swearing, taking oaths, because the Pharisees were going crazy. I mean, they, they, just think, uh, or they knew they were going to lie or not keep their promise, so they wouldn't swear to God, but they would swear on the temple or heaven above. And Jesus says, look, you're doing the same thing, you know. You're really doing the same thing. You know what's better? He said, let your yes be yes and your no be no. Be a person who means what he says and does what he promises. I mean, that's really the the best way. So there's some violations here, right? Dishonoring God by using a name is a cuss word, a punctuation point, or demeaning God to take an oath and not even keeping it. So I really ask you guys, think through these things. Think about this commandment. Meditate on it. Look in your own mind and heart and, and see where maybe you've been fuzzing the lines here, where you've been crossing over, where you've been allowing maybe to mishandle God's name and disrespect him. And so we hear the Lord today, no shame, the name. So we've seen the recognition, the violations, and now we come to number three, the condemnation, the condemnation. And this is the second part of verse seven now. After you shall not take the name of the Lord your God in vain. This is the third commandment. He goes on to say, For the Lord will not hold him guiltless who takes his name in vain. So whoever breaks this commandment, who goes against what God is asking here, it says the Lord will not hold him guiltless. In other words, he will not leave him unpunished. That He's not going to turn his head. He's not going to turn his eyes and... And, and look the other way. No, he's saying, look, uh, I'm going to deal with this. I'm not going to leave him unpunished for the irreverent use of God's name. In other words, those who continually practice this will be condemned and judged. That, that's what he's saying. Psalm 139.20 says, They speak against you with malicious intent. Your enemies take your name in vain. So hear this. Now, uh, just to sort through this a little bit, those who really believe in God, who embrace the Lord, those who really follow Jesus, who believe in who he is and who, uh, uh, what God has done, you know, we're going to hear this and it's going to hit our heart. We're going to go, oh, yeah, I, wanna, I don't want to do this anymore. I want to I change. But then think about it this way, where the psalm says the enemies take your name in vain. Well, those who disregard this commandment they don't care 
about God. And they don't care about dishonoring his name. They don't care about shaming him. And you know what? That's an indicator of they're not really God's people. So understand this. The condemnation falls on the unsaved who, listen, will not go unpunished. That's what's being said here. The, the condemnation falls on the unsaved who will not go un, unpunished here. I feel it, it, it really targets us in, in church sitting here in this way of, of hypocrites. Right? Are we being a hypocrite here? Are we really going to uh, listen to the Lord here? Are we going to do what he says or ah, whatever? It's going to show where you're at. I mean, one, people go to church as a ritual, right? Someone can just go to church and they just come in. They feel better for the rest of the week because I've been in church. And so here, God, I, I gave you my time on Sunday, so I'm good with you kind of thing. But it's not that, right? We understand in Christianity, it's not a religion, so to speak. It's not some ritual that we do, but it's a relationship we have with God through Jesus Christ because of what he did on the cross. Dying on the cross and rising again. Now we can, our sins can be forgiven. We can be made right with God and we can have a relationship where sin had broken that relationship. So we, people can go to church as, as some ritual. How about this? They come to church and we can do this too, right? We, we're singing the songs in worship like this morning. And the name of God comes up. The name of Jesus comes up. Uh, the Almighty God, we're, we're just singing, right? And, and we're even singing, oh, God, we want to be closer to you. Oh, I love that song. It's so good, yeah? But even though we name his name, there's nothing in the heart, right? It, 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 we're not really honoring God, yeah? We're just saying the words. It's, it's no more honor when we say the name Jesus as we say the word the, yeah? There's no difference. And worship is more a sing-along. Worship becomes some entertainment, yeah? While your mind floats somewhere else. Oh, what am I going to eat after? Yeah? Yeah. Oh, man, I, I, I need to do this next week. Or, yeah? Our minds can float. Rather than putting our attention, coming and bowing down to the holy God and honoring him and loving Jesus back because of what he's done in our lives during worship. Perhaps this is you today. It's not reverencing God. It's not about the name of Jesus. It's, it's, it's not really caring about his holy name. So perhaps you need to ask yourself, am I really saved? Do I really have Jesus in my heart? I mean, I, you know the song we sing, what a beautiful name. Yeah, what a powerful name. What a wonderful name. The name of Jesus. I just love that. Because his name, Jesus, is so precious to me. And I love Jesus. I love him with all of my heart. Do you? Do we come to worship with that kind of love? If not, check your heart. What's going on? Is there sin? Maybe, maybe you are a believer. But there's sin that's blocking that. Maybe you've been distracted with life or the world or things, and it's pulling you away, and you need to return to your first love. Examine your own heart today. Where are you? So you see, the condemnation falls on the unsaved who will not go unpunished. But it sure makes us think about where we are at with the Lord. As we close up here, let me, let me ask you this. 
what comes out of your mouth? What comes out of, out of the, you know, Jesus said out of, out of inside us, you know, comes these words, right? And, and sometimes we say, um, what comes out of the bucket of your mouth? Yeah, right? Does it honor God? For some of us, we've got to clean that bucket out. Yeah. We've we got to look into that. Well, what's going on? Ephesians 4, 29, Paul wrote, let no corrupting talk come out of your mouths. And then the next verse, he says, do not grieve the Holy Spirit. It's not of the Lord. It's not of the Spirit. Shouldn't out of our mouths come out love for Jesus, honor to him? Shouldn't we be sharing Jesus and our holy God and his love for others? Not bringing down the name of Jesus, but lifting his name up. Perhaps maybe that's the problem. Perhaps we're a problem. In other words, it's been said, the two reasons why people don't come to Jesus Christ, number one, they haven't met a Christian, and number two, they have met a Christian. (laughs) So sad, right? But it's the truth. We can misrepresent God in many ways. and In a lot of ways, it's our own mouth. You know, we got to get off of ourselves. We got to get off of living for me. Yeah. I mean, it's so easy to get wrapped up in ourselves in that way. And we want to live for God. And we want to proclaim His name, right? That's what it's about. God has called us here. And before He comes, which I believe He's coming really soon, we need to be about His kingdom work. We need to be about sharing the gospel, furthering the kingdom, sharing Jesus. There's people all around us who need Jesus Christ. So it's not about my name I want to put out, but it's about Christ's name that I want to put out so people can be saved from their sins, that people can be rescued from themselves, that people can be delivered from from the bondage of their sin and flesh. That needs to be our focus. And with that in our focus, you know what? You won't take the name of the Lord your God in vain. You won't because it's about Jesus and it's not about me anymore. I'd like to close with something uh, this former NFL coach, Herman Edwards, once said. And it was concerning his thoughts of um, teamwork. This is what he said. The players that play on this football team will play for the name on the side of the helmet and not on the name of the back of the jersey. That's so good, you guys. We're here for Jesus. We're here to worship Jesus. And Jesus' name is powerful, isn't it? He saved us. The gospel is powerful to change and rescue us and save us, you guys. We have that power. We have that antidote. We, we have that answer for people and they need Jesus. We should be praying for the lost ones around us, our lost loved ones, our family, our friends, our co-workers. We should be ready to share Jesus. We should be ready to suffer for Jesus even if it means that we'll be attacked because we're naming the name of Jesus. Because we understand the powerful name of Jesus. So don't devalue God's name with how you live, with what you choose, what you do, 
and what you say, what comes out of your mouth. So let's take heed in what God is telling us today. No shame the name. Let's pray. Lord, as we uh, come to the end of this message, you've been speaking, Holy Spirit. And I know that many of us, we need to really examine ourselves, God, and maybe make adjustments, Lord, to our responses, our reactions, Lord, of what we say, what we've allowed to just roll off our lips, Lord. God, we don't want to dishonor you. We don't want to uh, uh, be irreverent, God. Lord, we, want, we don't want to disrespect you, demean you, God. Lord, we want to lift your name up. And every time we say your name, Jesus, God, may it be in a way that we are honoring you, that we're loving you back. Lord, God, you are the king of the universe, the creator of all things. You're all-powerful, all-wise, all-knowing, Lord. You're, you're, you're everywhere at once. Your presence is everywhere, God. Lord, who are we to take your name and to, to bring it down and demean it, Lord, to devalue it? God, we should be humbled that we can't even speak your name, Lord, and that as created beings, Lord, that are just like a speck of sand and or even smaller in this whole universe god yet you love us yet you care for us and jesus you're here for us lord we repent god and ask for your forgiveness lord for the things that come out of our mouth and god we ask that you would cleanse us and free us lord Free us from the times when things come out of our mouth, Lord, that shouldn't be there when we're angry or frustrated or annoyed, Lord. We just react without submitting ourselves to the Spirit. But God, we are here to surrender to you and submit ourselves to the Holy Spirit. I ask God that you would fill us right now. And as we submit ourselves, to the control and leading and empowering of the Spirit. God, that you would lead us into doing your will and your work in this time that we have here on this planet. God, we want to live for you, live for your glory, and live to honor you. So here we are, God. Help us today. Be here. Jesus, you're everything, and we honor you. In your name, amen.